0: and welcome friends to the generations broadcast kevin swanson your host with you steve vaughn also on this edition of the program with me and today we are going to talk about what has happened in the fatal compromise the concessions offered by christian adoption agencies i think i mentioned this a couple of years ago steve but it goes all the way back to 2018 i was revisiting some of our worldview in five minutes Episodes from 2018, which would have been, what, almost five years ago. And uh, the Texas-based Gladney Center for Adoption made a break from its biblical roots, uh, providing children to homosexual men living together in unnatural relations. Uh, That was 2018. Then 2021, which would have been last year, about a year ago, Bethany Christian Services, which, I mean, Bethany, everybody knows about Bethany. Bethany's been around for a long time, the largest Christian adoption agency in the country, Changed their longstanding policy, uh, placing children with uh, homosexual parents for foster care and adoption across its operations in 32 states. So that, my friends, was the beginning of the end of Christian adoption agents, at least the big ones. And, uh, and, and now this story. And Steve, I want to draw this story into it because you get the one, you get the other. Okay. A Christian adoption agency then adopted out two special needs boys to homosexuals in Georgia. And this would have happened a couple of years ago. They were extremely out there. These uh, pro-sodomy activists, uh, all the you know, gay pride parades, et cetera, in Atlanta, they uh, are now charged with crimes that could lead to seven lifetime sentences. These activities uh, were uh, things that we, we just are not going to detail on this program. Uh, These extreme activists were poster boys for homosexual marriage in the state of Georgia, adopted these two special needs boys, and now up uh, for seven lifetime sentences on these particular charges. Now, Town Hall has done an extensive investigative report on this story and maybe 30, 40 pages worth. Uh, Of course, we're not going to uh, not going to talk about the most horrendous nightmare of evil that the modern post-Christian world has ever witnessed. At least it's up there. Uh, but. Wow. Wow. The, the big takeaway, of course, is that the mainstream media is not going to touch this thing with a 478 foot pole. Uh, you know, that's not going to happen. Uh, but Town Hall, um, not the B, others have picked this one up. Steve. Um, wow. 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 Um, again, I can't say very much, but uh, again, a Christian. Adoption agency adopted out these two special needs boys to these alleged monsters in the state of Georgia. And, and the rest is history, as they say. A Christian adoption agency okay, adopts out these two special needs kids and, and thereby plays a part in one of the most horrendous, nightmarish evils in the history of this country. And so, again, it starts with a Christian adoption agency. So let's, let's just make sure that we underscore that. A Christian adoption agency is the agency involved. Uh, Now, I don't know the name of this agency, but be aware, the largest Christian adoption agency in America, Bethany Christian Services, announced they were supporting sodomy adoptions just last year. Um, This is just sheer evil that's descending upon. This is the judges, you know, chapter 20 sort of nightmare that's coming upon this country um, and again, I don't want to go over what happened in Judges chapters 19, 20, and 21, but very bad stuff, Steve, very, very, very bad, very bad.
1: Yeah, I'm, I'm reading through uh, the Bible again, and I'm I'm in the, towards the end of Second Chronicles, uh, I just finished Hezekiah, I'm getting ready to get into Manasseh, which is uh, just also horrible, but, you know, every time, every single time that God's people leave what God tells them to do. And they forget about that. You know, they you know, Hezekiah was saying we, we need to clean out the, the tabernacle or the temple because it's become a big dump heap. And and uh you know, we need to maybe start doing what God called us to do. Uh if we're going to worship God, there, there's like 51 chapters in the Bible talking about the worship of God. Maybe God is concerned with what he tells us. And if we don't do what he tells us to do, it, like in Romans 1. God gives us over. And and when God gives us over to what we want to do and to our debased minds, you're going to end up with Christian adoption agencies handing special needs children over to homosexual couples, mm. and it's not going to end well.
0: Yeah. Proverbs 25 comes to my mind as righteous man falling down before the wicked is as a troubled fountain and a corrupt spring. Bethany services, other Christian churches, ministries that have fallen down before the wicked, um, that is, they kowtow to the wicked. Uh, It's troubled fountains, corrupt spring, very bad. Uh, My recommendation is that uh, Christian families that want to adopt, uh, consider very carefully before getting involved in these adoption agencies that have a stated policy supporting sodomy. Uh, just be very careful. The moral compromise just too deep. Stay away from that. Use a private attorney instead on a private adoption or use the foster system. But let's not, let's not play in corrupt springs. I, I just encourage families not to do that. Why are these Christian organizations compromising their principles? Well, obviously, they want to make a bigger impact. Uh, they want to seem acceptable to the wicked. That's that's what why they fall down before the wicked. That's why they do it. Whether an institution is better than a family may be debatable in some cases. I understand they want to try to adopt out as many children as possible, but uh, there's a lot of you know out of the frying pan into the fire kind of thing that happens in these adoptions. So I mean, you've got to be careful uh, you, when you have uh, you know, bad reputation, bad character a confessed people involved in criminal activity uh as defined by biblical law um, sexual perversion that goes beyond the pale um it seems to me that christian adoption agencies need to pause and say uh uh-uh, uh we're not getting involved in these sorts of situations um and granted you know we live in a situation in a condition in which well 10 million kids are aborted each year And uh, perhaps another five million are abused. Uh, So it's not surprising that they kill children and then they do these sorts of things to children. Not surprising at all, uh, because the society itself has stepped forward and said, you know, we're going to violate God's law at every point. And we're going to violate children. We're going to kill children by the tens of millions and so if, you know, the the next step is we're going to, you know, take the rest of them or a good percentage of the rest of them that make it out of the womb, and uh, we're going to seriously maim them. We're going to abuse them. We're going to do something like that. Um, not surprising. Nevertheless, I think what we want as Christians, as Christian adoption agencies, et cetera, is, is redemption. That, that's the thing we're pushing for, not just to get these kids into homes. No, 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 no. We don't need out of the frying pan, into the fire sort of situations. What we really need is redemption. Uh, We we need these kids into Christian homes, not just any home, Christian homes. That's what Christians do. They're interested in associating these kids with Christians. And if you've got a Christian adoption agency that's adopting out to, to homosexual couples, friends, that's not a Christian adoption agency. That's why we call them Bethany services. You don't call them Bethany Christian services. They are Bethany services. And uh, so I I think what we're looking for is redemption, which means salvation for these children, not just a redemption of their body, but a redemption of their souls. That's what matters most when it comes uh, to adoption. Whether or not the individual family is going to be any better than institution is somewhat debatable, especially if it's not a Christian family.
1: Yeah, it's James one twenty seven. This is true religion, that you take care of widows and orphans. This is the church's job. And the government, when they take it over or when non-Christians take it over, you end up with evil. That, that's just how it goes. You, you can't expect really much more from the world. We need to expect this to happen from the Christian church and the Christian people. True religion, taking care of widows and orphans.
0: And that's the business of the Christian church and uh, the business of Christians. So, friends, we'll be back in just a moment with more on the Generations broadcast. I'm going to get back to this question in just a moment. You know, busyness has a way of creeping into our lives. As dads, it can leave us longing for moments of one-on-one time with our sons to simply talk. And those moments can be tough to come by. I get it. That's one of our top goals for our annual summer father-son retreat in the Colorado Mountains, to provide quality time for you to connect with your son. Can you think of anything more important for your schedule next year? If you are looking for an opportunity to bond, to really bond with your son, then join me, Kevin Swanson, and hundreds of other fathers and sons from across the country next August. But be sure to register soon because we max out the camp every year and we're already filling up. Go to com today and choose one of the two weekends available before they are full. Lord willing, I will be there and it will be a great opportunity to meet you and your son. This is your chance to secure the lowest price for this event. So go to com and register today. And we are back on the Generations Broadcast. Kevin Swanson with you, Steve Vaughn, also. As we interact with the corruption of springs, Bethany Christian Services, other Christian adoption agencies, have corrupted the springs, and the results have been catastrophic. Absolutely terrible. Uh, at least if you consider the single news story that we've been able to get our hands on. Now, granted, the truth is almost impossible to get these days. Uh, I'm off the duck, duck, Go. I don't do Google anymore. Uh, I'm on DuckDuckGo and trying to identify any kind of story or any kind of truthful event that we could cover on The Worldview in five minutes. Uh, So the truth, of course, is something we're not going to access from the major media. I think everybody understands that by now. So now the Regnerus study was done in 2012. That's been virtually wiped from the Internet. Almost impossible to find data on homosexual adoptions. Um, Yeah, I mean, this the kind of thing is not going to be available. We're in a blank out for any true evidence, any true studies, anything that's meaningful in terms of scientific evidence relating to vaccines and homosexual adoptions. That's where we are now. It's just it's just, you know, it's just not there. It's white. Uh, Google is not going to allow it. So the Regnerus study, very hard to find. Professor Mark Regnerus, I believe it's the University of Austin, is um, where this study occurred. Back in 2012, so it's about 10 years old, but it's about the only data we have. It's hard to find decent data. He used the gold standard data set of nearly 3000 randomly selected American young adults for the study, I looked at the lives on 40 measures of social, emotional and relationship outcomes. For all sorts of backgrounds it found when compared with adults raised in married mother father families adults raised by lesbian mothers had negative outcomes in 24 of 40 categories while adults raised by homosexual fathers had negative outcomes in 19 categories the children were 10 times more likely to be sexually abused according to this massive study but again the data has been purged from the internet. You can't get it anymore. It's interesting. You know, I was able to get it, what, five, six, eight years ago, and we would cover this from time to time, but uh, not anymore. It's just not there. Compared with uh, offspring from married, intact mother-father homes, children raised in same-sex homes are markedly more likely to, one, experience poor educational attainment, report overall lower levels of happiness, mental and physical health, have impulsive behavior, being counseling or mental health therapy. Uh, By a factor of two times suffer from depression by large margins have recently thought of suicide significantly identify as bisexual lesbian or gay have male or male on male or female and male sex partners currently in a same sex romantic relationship uh, as adults be unmarried much more likely to cohabit as adults more likely to be unfaithful uh, have a sexually transmitted infection be sexually molested cetera. cetera, etc 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 all right. So, you know, this was the study that was done, but, of course, it's not going to be accessible. It's just a politically incorrect. You know, you're, you're just not going to allow for any decent science to make it out. Why? Because homosexuality is the absolute most important element of modern life. This this is the apex of autonomy for the modern post-christian rebel against almighty god this this is it you, you can't get any more socially acceptable than the sin of homosexuality and that comes from the supreme court of the united states on down so this is the data uh and i think christian adoption agencies need to pay attention to this kind of stuff steve
1: yeah it's i mean god lays this out pretty clearly he doesn't mince words he uh he says this is wrong. He said it's wrong from the beginning. Uh, he has it in his law. He repeats it again in you know, Romans and in uh, First Corinthians. This is not appropriate behavior. And you know he created male and female. He created the family, uh, the the husband and wife as an illustration of Christ and His Church, and for procreation to propagate. Our, our species to be fruitful and to multiply. Uh, that's why we are. That's why we're male and female. But men rejected God, and God has given them over to a debased mind to do things that they ought not to do. And that's exactly what we're seeing because the the nation has essentially as a whole rejected God and, and God's law and what God has told us to do. Uh, we we have got to get back to that. We have got to uh, be in the word. We have got to study what God has said for us to do. Otherwise, things are not going to turn around. This goes
0: back a few years. Uh, now, of course, we are way, way down the sewer pipe into the septic system by now. So uh, the people that you know will take a position, a biblical position, on sexual perversion, you know, that's the, I don't know, one in 20, one in a hundred sort of ratio these days. But uh, 22 years ago, going back into the 1990s, late 1990s, uh, I was invited to a college classroom and they wanted to know, and this is a secular college classroom, downtown Denver. They wanted to know the Christian perspective on homosexuality. All right. So now, you know, that sort of thing is not going to happen today. But back then, still, okay, we're willing to listen, you know. So so I made the trek down there. I think we had a student in the classroom. He asked me, he he invited me down to share the biblical position on homosexuality. Okay, so I I knew it was a bit of a, you know, tense subject. So I started out with a new story, much like the one that I just mentioned on this edition of the program, And uh, it was, of course, only available on conservative news sources. Uh, And I described the horrific scene for this child; these uh, crimes committed by these homosexuals. And of course, at this point, they're fully expecting me to use the guilt by association argument to say, "Okay, then that's why homosexuality is just wrong." Okay, but I didn't. Okay, of course, I wouldn't do that. Uh, I turned the conversation a different way. Uh, I said, "Okay, what's wrong with that?" You know what? What's what's? I mean, you guys are repelled by this horrible crime that I just described, committed against a child. Okay, now, so what's wrong with it? Well, I mean, what's wrong with it? What's so bad about infanticide, abortion, maiming children? I mean, guys, what's the problem? On what basis are you going to tell me that's a wrong thing to do? So I put it in their face. You know, I said. If we're just cosmic dust floating around a universe of pure chance, who cares what one piece of cosmic dust does to another piece of cosmic, you know, bumping into each other, you know, oops, I just bumped into that piece of cosmic dust and split it in two. Oh, well. So, you know, hey, you know, we've all been taught evolution, survival, the fittest guys might might makes right. No pain, no gain. You say, well, yeah, but you you, you, know, you you can only do that which mutually consenting adults will approve of. No, 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 no. It's survival of the fittest. No pain, no gain in the evolutionary process here, guys. I mean, come on. Get on board with the new ethic. What's wrong with you people? <laughs> what's, what's, what's morality in a yeah. world where there's no meaning? I mean, come on. What are thoughts? I mean, you're thinking. We're discussing ideas in this classroom. What a joke. We're nothing but chemical processes operating in a brain like grass growing in the backyard what right does a grass have to a thought let alone some notion of right and wrong you're going to have a a a piece of grass arguing with another piece of grass over what's right and what's wrong come on there's no meaning to anything in the world if we're nothing but cosmic dust one piece of cosmic dust bumping up against another piece of cosmic dust in the universe of pure chance you know and uh, they said but but you know, you're still saying, you're still thinking, you've got a conscience that there's something horribly, terribly evil and wrong about the torture of little children. You're still telling me, you're still believing that. Why? Because you've got a conscience, because you know you're not cosmic dust, because you know that you're created in the image of God. You know, you know that God exists and, and that, you know, these, these new moralities are just cheap excuses to try to get out of moral culpability to God. I'm here to tell you, friends, that we, we are all culpable. We've all sinned. Not just these homosexuals guilty of all these crimes. We, we have all sinned and come short of the glory of God. And, and, and that's why Jesus Christ came. Now, at this point, the teacher is trying to interrupt me. Okay. You know, she's, she's jumping <laughs> in on me, but, but I'm just talking louder. And you know me, right? I just talk louder oh, and yeah. louder and faster and faster. I pressed on, and I completed with the gospel message. She was not happy with me. In fact, the student at the cl- in the class yeah. told me later on the teacher was never the same after I had come into that classroom <laughs> to present this message of the gospel. Was that a good thing? I don't, know. <laughs> I don't know, but but you get the angle I took there is, you know what? Oh, I mean, yeah. I mean, th- these are sins against God, and God has laid out his law, and the only basis by which we can really identify any particular sin as being absolutely wrong is on the basis of God who is transcendent over everything and he has defined what is right and wrong for all of us and we have all come short of that standard and therefore the only possibility of getting right with God is getting right on his terms and that comes by the sacrifice of his son on the cross for our sins. He satisfied that justice so that now our consciences can be freed and we can have peace with God. And through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. So that's the way the conversation went. It was a one-sided conversation, of course. But, but that's, that's the message here, my friends. Without God's law as the standard, we have no basis for establishing right and wrong. And we all know by nature, we all know deep down, we all know by our own consciences that accuse and excuse us that we have broken God's law, that we face... That that ultimate sentence upon us that we are guilty and uh, we will be sentenced to hellfire forever but for the stepping in of our Savior Jesus Christ and satisfying the demands of justice for us, which he did on the cross. Well, friends, that wraps up this edition of the generations broadcast let me just say this that civil government and christian institutions i think have a responsibility to protect the most vulnerable in society and to stand for righteousness bethany services is living by lies and so are many churches and many media organizations and the whole world lives by lies but as christians we must speak the truth we can't live by lies and that's why this program but secondly while we are pressing for righteousness and justice in adoption agencies and government organizations, we also must extend the gospel to everybody. We're all sinners in need of the grace of God to cleanse us, to forgive us, and to set us free from the bondage of the devil. So that's the message today on the Generations broadcast. How do we get to where we are today? Get a copy of Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West, my new book that outlines the rise and fall of our culture, of our civilization, of the morality of our civilization. How did we get to where we are today? We've seen the rise of Christian influence in the world, and we've seen the fall of it in just the last 50 years. Get the story with Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West, a new edition available, and by the way, a new forward from Pastor John MacArthur, now posted on the Generations website. Go to epoch at generations.org and read Pastor MacArthur's forward to our new book, Epoch, The Rise and Fall of the West. is right there at Generations.org. Check it out. This is Kevin Swanson and Steve Vaughn inviting you back again next time as we continue to lay down a vision for the next generation.